What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of The Sheehan Show here on Shardog.com. And today, we're looking ahead to the month of March, and I'm going to give you my top five fights for the month, and why they are my top five fights for the month. And you know what? It's a big month. It was actually really hard to bring this down to five fights. I don't want to mention many other ones just because I'm like, well, like it'll be a top fucking 50 fights of the month if, if I do that every month, but... I have one fight from Bellator, four fights from the UFC here, but there's a couple of Cage Warriors fights. There's a, a good few um, um, Cage Warriors fights as well. George Vucinic is coming back. He's definitely one I could have put in here, but he didn't make this. There's some very good undercard fights in Bellator as well, but the five fights I've gone for here, unlike last month where we had a few undercard fights, we we had you know a few of the, the up-and-comers, I suppose, and a few of the ones maybe coming back and chasing their way. What we have here is five main event fights. And they're really, really good because we have March 4th, March 10th, March 11th, March 18th, and March 25th. So this is not only... This is a bit unusual, maybe, I think, because obviously we have one pay-per-view card, two pay-per-view cards already in there. But maybe normally it'll be top-loaded in the month with maybe two, three fights from the pay-per-view, and then there might be a good fight night card. But this, good pay-per-view main events... Good fight night main events and a great month. Honestly, I I, I don't know. I, I was expecting a great month in the world of mixed martial arts, um, like all months are. But I don't know that I and it's so close. I didn't know that I expect it to be this good, but it is. There are some very 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 good fights, very entertaining fights this month, and none better, none better than the one I'm starting off with on March fourth, UFC two eight five. John Jones versus Cyril Gagne. Bon gamin. What a fight. What a fight. I, I made my list at the end of last year. Um, I said, what fight would you like to see more than any? And the, lad, the lads over in Sherdog will, will tell you. We did the list here. Um, I said John Jones versus Cyril Gagne. Now, this was when uh, Francis Ngannou was still with the UFC. This was before he left and uh, everything there happened. This is the fight I've always wanted to see. And maybe not everyone agrees with me on that. And uh, I understand 100% why. But now that we do have it, you can't deny that this isn't top-of-the-line fantastic mixed martial arts. There's such a level of intrigue here as well. I did a show about it the other day. If you are, how long ago? A couple of weeks ago now at this stage. I have a look at it on Sherdog. Myself and Ian O'Neill talked about the return of Jones, the return of McGregor. Obviously, that'll be later in the year. But the word that kept coming up for me was intrigue because it's such an intriguing A fight but B return. Because, like, where is John Jones now? I, I actually said that and someone corrected me on it on that video about how John Jones had left Jackson Winklejohn and that I thought he'd have a massive fight, uh, point to prove. Now, although he has left that gym, he's still training with Craig Jackson. I saw it and someone pointed it out to me and I was like, oh, right, I didn't realise that. Uh, obviously, you know, the, the whole follow was with Mike uh, Winklejohn and I think the gym kind of parted ways and stuff, but I'm very interested to see how that actually plays out because a lot of my analysis and my thought about it, and, and when I say analysis now, I mean maybe the mental side of it, was about like how John Jones would maybe want to stick it a little bit to his old team and like say I can do that. And I thought that was a lot of the reason why he actually signed up to come back to fighting the UFC. Like it seemed like he had no interest in fighting on the money they were offering him. And then all of a sudden, I don't think the money improved that much. Or maybe it did a bit. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm mistaken on that. But then he seemed like he had a fire to come back and fight. And I thought that was it, the change in gyms. Now, maybe it still is it. Maybe it's to shove it down to, to Winklejohn or something like that. But that 
time has kind of passed too in terms of like if you're still hung up on that it's a bit childish at this stage you know John Jones okay he can be a bit childish but his thing now will be to prove he's still the best in the world a lot of people thought it now the best in the world for me is the guy right there Demetrius Janssen and he always will be until someone uh, proves it differently. I thought Volkanovski might have, but he fell short there recently as well. But John Jones is right up there. He's one of the top five greatest fighters of all time without a shadow of a doubt. You know, without a shadow of a doubt. And for him to come back and have a level of intrigue in a fight is weird because you think about it, right? The guy is what, and he's in his mid-30s or something now. Okay, he did start very early, but he's at heavyweight now. So that's age is not a, a big determining factor, I suppose. Um, in this but there's an intrigue to see does like does he still have it he went out in his last two fights and then you're going to try and Anthony Smith fight as well was it the fight before that or was it a couple more I'm not sure but look it up on Sherdog.com um, and he, not that he laid an egg but he wasn't great you know and I think I, I think as well the way John Jones fought I think a lot of that was before the new judging criteria came in now he's fighting under the the current judging criteria I don't think his style will be as effective so is he going to have to change things up so there's not only the level of intrigue that can he look the same because if he looks the same I don't think he'll be good enough he'll have to look even better than he did before and that to me is massive that is a massive thing to look at here and to see if that's even possible for John Jones and then you look at the side of it from Cyril Gagne he fell at the first hurdle that he met with world-class opposition in terms of, well, no, maybe that's unfair. He beat some good guys before that, but you know what I mean? He got to a title shot to prove he was the best in the world, and he lost. Now, it was a close fight. Some think he won. I remember watching it live at Hollingan. When I watched the rewatch, I was like, oh, I'm not, you know what? I'm not too sure about that. It was one of those fights, so I'm not, it's not as if he, he laid an egg or anything like that either. But it's going to be interesting to see how he deals with this because in that fighting Ganu obviously you know used a lot of wrestling and won the fight in that way against him um Ganyu known as a striker he wanted to come on he'll want to strike with uh with everyone but will he be thinking okay John Jones is probably the best wrestler I've faced best high-level wrestler anyway I faced, will he be trying to come out and wrestle me? But we all know about Jones. He usually comes out and tries to take guys apart at what they're good at. So will he even want to wrestle with, with Ganyu? Who knows? Will he want to strike? Will he want to prove that he's a better striker than the best striker in the heavyweight division in the UFC? Intrigue. That's the word again. The level of intrigue is huge in this one. And it's all based around the fight. Like... This show, and, 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 and hopefully I'll continue it uh, going for the next few months anyway, and we'll see how it goes, but I think it's, I, I kind of wanted it to be less about the tactical analysis and more about the reasons why I'm kind of excited for these fights, but for this one, it's the tactical analysis that makes me so intrigued. I'll say it again, but it's the storyline as well. It's John Jones coming back. It's Ganya trying to prove he is the best in the world. It's Ganya maybe becoming a star if he beats John Jones. It's, it just has everything. This fight has absolutely everything. It's quality, story, analysis, intrigue, un, you know, unsurety. Is that even a word? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about unsurety. But it's brilliant. I absolutely can't wait for it. And we look, we'll analyze it more as the fight comes. And then Shillian Duffany, I'm sure, will we'll analyze it. And I'll be doing it. And everyone will be doing it. Uh, this is a different sort of fight. This is the sort of fight that uh, we're going to be um, we're going to be talking about. Look, like Volkanovski against uh, Makhachev, it was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and we were still talking about it. That's what this fight is going to be. It's going to be one of those fights. It's not just 
the day of the fight. It's not just the day after the fight. It's not just, oh, what a great fight that was and we'll move on. This is a, a long-term fight because, like, John Jones wins and we're talking about, oh, my God, what's the future like for John Jones? John Jones loses and we're talking about, oh, my God. What's the future like for John Jones, you know? For Gagne, we know, okay, he'll go on and he'll fight the next guy and whatever, if he loses, he'll fight his way back absolutely grand, you know? I, I'm a big fan of Cyril Gagne. I think he's a, a brilliant fighter, but John Jones is the star here. Let's let's be honest, we all know that. And the talk afterwards will be about John Jones. And uh, I, 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 I love the fights, number one, but we all, like, we all love a bit of... <clears throat> Intrigue. I'll say, I'll say it again. I'll say that word. Hashtag intrigue. We all love a bit of that. Like it's like, where is this going to go? Where are these guys going to land? Where is one of the greatest fighters and the greatest characters and the, one of the most interesting people? Whether you hate him or love him. And now I said a lot of good things here about John Jones. There's a lot of bad things to say about John Jones as well. And if your prerogative is that you don't even want to watch John Jones because of all those things, same goes for McGregor. Same goes for many people. I have no problem with that at all, but I'm just saying it here from, from my point of view, but also from like possibly the point of view of people who are getting excited for the fights. We talk a lot about different issues and stuff on this show and, and many of my other shows and things, uh, but for this specific one, it is that and this. It's hard not to be excited by this for all of that. Like My general feeling is that John Jones is going to be bouncing off the canvas. That's my feeling here. John Jones is going to be at it. Is it going to be enough? I'm honestly not sure. I am honestly not sure if it's going to be even enough to beat Cyril Gagne, but I, Jesus, I think it'll be, I think it'll be a mesmeric fight. I think it's going to be absolutely brilliant, and I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait to see that one. I absolutely cannot wait to see it. Um, the next fight is is at Bellator number two, and it is the main event for the lightweight title, and it's Usman Nurmagomedov versus Vincent Henderson, Bellator two nine two on March tenth. Um. And the reason I put this in here, I, I don't think, like, from say, from the tactical point of view or anything like that, um, that uh, no, when I say that, I don't think it's going to be a great fight, right? That That's the way I put it there. I don't think it's going to be, uh, you know, like some of the other fights here, like maybe all of the other fights here, that it could turn into a classic. I, I don't think so in this, right? It'll, it'll be one of two things. It'll either be a close or good fight. You know, I, I, as I said, I don't think it'll be a classic. Now, that doesn't mean I, I don't think it'll be a good fight. I, I I don't think it'll be a good fight if I want to put it that like my opinion on it, but I'm not not assured of that. But what I'm intrigued I need to stop using the word intrigue. What I want to see most from this fight is how Usman or Magomedov deals with Vincent Henderson. Because I've covered a lot of Vincent Henderson over the last um year or so. He fought here in Ireland against Peter Creeley in the main event. Um I interviewed him, I watched a lot of his fights coming up to that. And the one thing you look at with Vincent Henderson is that, and I was happened a couple of times, but you, you go with me here. It's very hard to look good against Vincent Henderson. And you even look like, say like a guy like Queeley, but other guys he's fought as well, who are good, well-rounded fighters. He's just like more well-rounded than everyone. And he makes it so, if you're very good at jiu-jitsu, he's well-rounded enough to stop your jiu-jitsu. If you're a very good striker, he's well-rounded enough to kind of play with you striking to make it into uh, an even matchup and same with wrestling and same everywhere he's one of those guys right he's one of those guys who's just so good and so well-rounded it's very very difficult a to beat him 
But even if you do beat him, you're going to probably not look great. And look, another one of those guys like that was, for different reasons now, was Joel Romero. And we saw with uh, with Izzy and others as well. And it was hard to look good against him. You just had to kind of get the job done. And I feel like that's the case with Benson Anderson. Now, what I'm interested in with this is, can Usman Nurmagomedov beat Benson Anderson and look good doing it? Like, I do think he'll win, and I, I haven't, I don't think the odds are up yet or anything, but I think he'll be a good, like, minus 400, minus 500 favourite to beat Benson Anderson. And I fully expect it to be, like, a five-round jabbing match, maybe a couple of takedowns, but... You know, Benson landing a couple of shots, but not landing enough power, not getting any takedowns, not overwhelming Nurmagomedov in any way. I think he won't fight at a high enough of a pace to test Nurmagomedov's cardio or anything like that. I, I just think it'll be one of those fights. Like, there's no danger here for me in Nurmagomedov losing, if you want to put it that way. Now, I think it happened in MMA. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe come out with a cut or anything could happen. But what I want to see here is if... We, we all think of Usman or Megamedov, right, as one of the top lightweights in the world. I don't think anyone listening to this would disagree with that. Maybe you could say, you know, there's one lad in the UFC better than maybe you could say two. Maybe you could say 10. But I don't think you could say 15. I don't think you could say 20, right? Or in, not even in the UFC, but in the world. So he is one of them. Can he prove he's one of the top 10? Can he prove he's one of the top five or one of the very, very best by destroying Benson Henderson? That's that's what I want to see. And it's not that I want to see it, but that's what I'm tuning in to see in this one. That's why I'm excited for this one. Usman Magomedov has had some tough fights against tough people and good people, and he's made made them, you know, not necessarily made them look e- easy, the last fight especially. But if he can go in there against Benson Henderson and make it look easy, that says a lot. Now, Benson, okay, he's at the, the latter half of his career and all that. We all know that. But still in all, Benson, he, he showed it in that last fight against Queeley. He's a guy who just has it all in terms of, you know, being able to, to hang in there with everyone. If he can't hang in there with Usman or Megamedov, that says a lot more about, I think, Usman or Megamedov than it does about Benson Henderson. And if he can say that, if he can make that point, if he can, you know, set that yardstick... I think we start talking about Usman and Megamedov a little bit differently. And maybe everyone won't. Maybe everyone won't. But I think a lot of people analyzing him, a lot of people talking about him will. A lot of, like, you, you'll see some of it. Let's say if he wants to go out and bulldoze him in two rounds, people say, ah, oh, Benson Anderson's older, you know, it's the first night in the tournament and all of this. But I, I, I won't. And I think a lot of people in no won't either. And uh, it's massive. Because as well, Benson Anderson would be mad up for this. This is Benson Anderson's last opportunity. When I spoke to him there a couple of months ago, he was kind of saying, look, my wife is is the one who's, it's time to live her dream now. She's going to be the one who is fighting. And I'm going to, I think he said at the time, three fights left. You know, after that, good luck. I'm gone. And uh, that kind of puts him in the position here where this could be his last fight. You know, if he loses this, what's the point of having kind of one more if you're not fighting towards the title? So it's, it's a massive, it's a massive, massive opportunity for Benson Anderson, but for Usman or Megamedov to take it to the next level, I think is the opportunity that I'm kind of most intrigued by here. The next fight is on the next night, and it is Perian against Mirab Jashvili, uh, March 11th at the, the UFC uh, fight night, Yan versus Jashvili. Obviously, all of these, as I said, are main events. Um, this, this is a fascinating fight, right? 
And I applaud both of these guys for taking this fight because this is a sort of fight that you think, oh, Jesus, this is a great fight for either of these lads to take. You know, Josh Philly on the way up, but his, his uh, teammate is the champion and he doesn't want to fight him. So, you know, that's going to go. You have to fight someone. And then Yan lost to the same guy a couple of times. And, you know, he, he has to fight his way back. But is Josh Philly the best guy I suppose to fight his way back against? Very, very interesting. Very, very, very interesting. Um... I look at it this way, and the reason I'm excited for it is because I, I think a lot of people, I know over in Severe May, we do the, um, <clears throat> the the most disappointing fighter of the year, and I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure Petter Yan won it, and I think, look, for most people, he probably would have as well, even though he didn't necessarily perform badly or anything in any of the fights, but Petter Yan was a guy who, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we were all talking about... Who's the number one pound for pound? Is it Islam? Is it maybe Leon? Is it Volkanovski? You know, there's other people. Jan was one of the ones right up there. How long ago? A year ago? He was one of the guys that I was kind of thinking, look, he wins another couple of fights and he's in that mix. Or maybe he was already in that mix. Yet now he's fighting on a fight night card against Mirab Jashvili coming off of a few losses. That is a very interesting place to see someone like Yan. Like, wh- here's the question: Like, was the analysis wrong all the time on Yan, and was he not as good? Did he just come up against, you know, a bad matchup for him, like, um, like Mikey Brown and and Uriah Faber back in the day, something like that? He has his number, and even though we all know what happened in the first one, it was a bit weird. Or is he actually just really good? Got a bit unlucky. He'll destroy Josh Philly here and he'll carry back on, get towards the title shot, win the title again, maybe off Aljo, maybe off someone else, and I'll be good. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I, 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 I would say I think we, a lot of people were right about him. He is a great fighter, and he just got unlucky. But we don't know. And do you know what? We'll find out here, because Josh Philly will put it on him. Like, I, I, I personally don't rate Josh Philly as highly as other people. I think he is very good, very good wrestler. You go out there and beat Jose Aldo, you deserve respect. One of the most boring fights we've ever seen, but still, you do deserve the respect for doing that, and he's all the wins he's had. Obviously, a very, very good um, takedown artist. I was going to say wrestler there, but if you've 30 takedowns in a fight, that you're not a good wrestler. Like you're, you're, you're a good takedown artist, but you can't hold anyone there. You can't get any control there. You're not getting any... You know, I know, okay, I don't want to get into the, the analysis of it much here, but if I think if Jan loses to Dashvili... It's a real bad sign because, you know, he fought Magomed Magomedov a couple of times, lost the first time, obviously came back and beat him the second time. And I think Magomed Magomedov is a far superior wrestler to Dashvili, actually similar in some ways in terms of his takedowns. Um, and if Jan has loses to Dashvili, I think he's regressed from that. And that was before he even came to the UFC. And that is not a good sign. So this, to me, did look, this fight, it all hinges... It all hinges on that look, that wrestling, which Ashfili it always does because that's what he has. He is a wrestler, and if he can't wrestle you, there's a fly in front of me. If he can't wrestle you, there's you know you're going to win the fight more than likely, especially Yan when you're that good of a of a striker. And what else hinges on this is like the level of Yan's career going forward. It really does. It really does. Now, uh, even if he loses, he can come back 100. percent But we'll be recalibrating where Yan is in his career if he loses this fight. So massive fight on March 11th. Massive fight. March 18th. UFC 286. Kamaru Usman trying to regain his title from the champ, Leon Edwards, over in London. And this is... 
This is a massive rematch. Uh, the, the, the third fight as well between them. You know, you forget they had the first one. I always, this one and McGregor and Poirier, I always forget how many fights they've had just because one of them was far before. And uh, what was the other one? Frankie Edgar Graham Maynard as well. That was another one, yeah. Um, but this fight, you know, there are a few factors here that I'm really interested to see how they play out. Okay. The first and most important factor for me is Usman and his confidence coming in here. Will it be shook? Will his confidence be shook by the knockout? How could it not be? How could it not be shook by a big knockout? Will he fight differently because of that? Will that be a good thing or a bad thing? Those are the questions we need to be asking here, right? And then the other side of it for Edwards. Will that have helped his confidence? Will he be more inclined to maybe throw those big shots? Whereas before he was fighting more of a a point fighting kind of game, I suppose, against a lot of people winning decisions and things like that. Although doing it very, very well. How will that affect him? And now I'm not a big one for talking about all that because that's something you can't really analyze because we don't know if they're you know if they're confident, if they're mentally affected by things, how they're feeling in camp coming into it. We just we don't know that. It's pure and utter speculation. What we can do is we can look at the other fights, we can talk about how they match up against some guys, how we think it'll work and all, but we don't know how mentally they're feeling, you know? One of them could have fucking, someone could have banged into the back of their car and they, they might not have been able to train for a couple of days. Or we don't know those things, like, you know? One of them might have their bike stolen, they, they arrived late for training and their training condition was gone, they missed the day of it, and then they were all set back for the week. You know, we don't know. We don't know. What we do know, though, is that Usman got knocked out and Edwards got the knockout. And that will affect both of them. That will affect them. Some people, some people, it affects them differently. Like some people go out and they win a knockout and they win by knockout and they're never the same again. I've reached the mountaintop. That's it. Don't train as hard. Don't put in as much effort. Some people get knocked out and they're like, I'm never going to let that happen again and they become a better fighter. And then the opposite happens. Some people, they prove they prove that they are one of the best fighters in the world, like Edwards did, and it takes them to that next level. Now I'm here. Now I can relax into it. Now I can destroy, lads. You know, and some people get knocked out by Usman. They're never the same again. What way is it going to be? What way is this fight going to work out? I don't know. How big is the crowd going to play into it as well? Like Edwards is from Birmingham, so he's not a London guy, but I'm sure he'll have a massive home country advantage here and they will be massively behind him how is that all going to play into it that's look we know the fight there's actually very little intrigue i think in the technical side of this fight because we know it from the first fight we saw it it worked out almost exactly as a fight like we thought coming in the only difference was the early wrestling success of edwards and maybe that was kind of a thing that shocked usman he was able to change that around very very quickly but Usman just showed throughout that fight that he's just a slightly better fighter than Kamara Usman. Sorry, than, uh, than Leon Edwards. Usman was able to show he was a slightly better fighter. Until he got knocked spark out. You know? Until he got absolutely knocked spark out. It's very <laughs> intriguing. It's very intriguing to see what's going to happen this time. Like, will Us- like if I, 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 here's my thought on it, right? And uh, to get into the analysis again, but... If Usman can come out and fight the way he did in the first fight, the exact same way, I think he'll win. I think he'll win this time. I don't think, I don't think Edwards will catch him again, right? But if, if he right, so there's two two parts of that. If he doesn't, I think Edwards will definitely beat him, and probably beat him maybe over a decision. Maybe you know, I think it will be a decision. I think I really do think someone's going to win this fight by decision. That would be my call. But 
there's another thing that can happen too, right? So, um, Usman fights to his best and wins. Usman fights a little bit uh, down from his best and loses. But what if Usman fights to his best and Edward picks up a level and fights even better than he did in the first fight? Now, take away the knockout and all that. That team, That is... That's fight of the year candidate there. That's close decision there. You know, and th- that's what I hope happens because that's what we all want to see as MMA fans. And you know what? I think that could happen. I think that could happen. And if it does, God, we're in for a we're in for an absolute barn burner. So we look forward to that one. The last fight, fifth fight, it is March 25th. It is the UFC main event, and it's Marlon Chito Vera versus uh Corey Sandhagen in the the 135 pound division two 135 pound fight night headliners here and by god they're good ones look this fight there do you know what there isn't much that needs to be said about this fight um vera is the type of guy who recently has been fighting almost the exact opposite of Corey sandhagen Right? Where Corey Sandhagen is touch you, touch you, touch you, touch you, touch you, touch you, hit you hard. Touch you, touch you, touch you, touch you, hit you hard. And that, what I just said there was the first 30 seconds of the round. That keeps going on for the first five minutes. Whereas for Vera, he's like, touch you, touch you, touch you, touch you, hit you hard. And that's the whole round, if you get me. Right? (laughs) And it's worked for him because when you hit someone hard, as we know, we talked about the scoring criteria earlier on. You get scored on the big hard shots, not the touch you, touch you, touch you, touch you shots, you know? And that's been working for Vera. But I'll be interested to see against someone like Sandhagen, who hits very hard when he wants to, who throws those big flyings, who makes it very difficult for you to hit him as well, and has unbelievable cardio, so that he can do it for not only four and a half minutes, he can do it for five minutes, not leave himself vulnerable in the last minute. Interesting. Big part of this is five rounds. Can he keep? He, I said he's very good cardio, but can he do that for five rounds? As Vera kind of, um, I talked about Yoel Romero earlier on, conserves his cardio. I think Vera does that very, very, very well. He fights at a very even pace where he can fight at that pace for the whole fight. I think to beat someone with his ability who fights at that pace, you have to fight at a higher pace. And you're fighting at a higher pace, you have to do that for maybe the whole fight. And that could, could be an issue for Sandhagen. As I said, though, even though I think he has very, very, very good cardio. But the price here almost is that Gan versus Josh Philly is March 11th. And two weeks later, you have Vera versus Sandhagen. And obviously, you know, is Al Jermaine going to fight Henry? What's going to happen? These... There's almost a little tournament on here to see who can have the best performance, who can have the best win, who can put themselves in line. And to put those two main events together two weeks apart, I think, kind of forces that down. I think they probably would have been a week apart only for, you know, the, the London card. And that They probably would have had liked to have that later in March or maybe in, in uh, April. Um, but it was just the way it worked out. And I think I, I look. I don't think often the UFC do things on purpose in terms of their uh, uh, in terms of their matchmaking a lot. But I do think this one was one of those, and it's exciting to see that because this. A lot of people say bantamweight is the best division in the world, and you know what? I wouldn't totally disagree with them. It's right up there, and to have four of the top bantamweights in the world fighting and no title be on the line. That means a lot. You know, that means a lot in terms of who will be the next guy, who will be the one to take over. And will it be Vera? Will it be Sandhagen? Will it be Jan? Will it be Josh Villy? We'll find out. We will find out. All right. I leave it there. So my five fights for the month to look forward to. Let me, actually, before I go into that, let me know in the comment section below, outside of these, 
Which one are you most looking forward to? Okay, you can give me okay, you can give me one of these. Which one of these? And in which other fight you're most looking forward to? So I want two fights. I want two fights. Let me know which fights you're most looking forward to. So my five fights, Jones versus Ganya, Romagomeno versus Henderson, Josh Philly versus Yan, Edward versus Usman, and Vera versus Sandhagen. God almighty, March is gonna be some month. It's gonna be some month of fun and I can't wait. Stay tuned here to Sherdog.com for all of the coverage, all of the events, all the previews, all of the reviews, all of the betting shows and everything like that for the month of March. It's gonna be a fun one. My name is Sean G and for Sherdog.com. I'll see you all next time.